And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, my name is Jim. I am your host. Uh, I got a great interview coming at you today. Uh, with the very talented and very sweet Jessica Lynn. Um, Jessica has just released a reimagined album of some of her songs, um, strictly piano-based, which is her um, instrument of choice, actually. Um, you're going to hear about that coming up. You're also going to hear about the world tour she's going to be going on next year, hopefully some U.S. dates in there as well, so we can all see her and enjoy her. Um she is out of New York. She has a lot of things going for her. She's got a very bluesy country sound that I think will just literally knock your socks off. Um, before we get to her and her stuff, as always, I want to thank my friends over at American Grit and Grace, at Rowdy Roads, and at Dirt Road Supply Company for always being there and always kicking ass. Thank you guys so much for everything you've done and everything you continue to do. Keep up the hard work. And everybody should go and check out their stuff on their social medias. Um, speaking of social media, don't forget our stuff. Um, Twitter, at Boots and Whiskey. Oh, I'm not at Boots and Whiskey. On Twitter, at Boots Whiskey. <laughs> Um, on Instagram and Facebook at Boots and Whiskey Podcast, TikTok at Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and our YouTube channel is now up. Um, there is a Tim McGraw and Faith Hill Sold a Soul tour review from a couple of years ago up there. There is also my review of Kit Moore from this past weekend at Indian Ranch. Um, so check that out. Go view, subscribe. If you could also, you know, 
review and subscribe on Apple iTunes with the Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, follow on Spotify and all that. That would be super awesome. Um, I'm going to start slowing down the releases here um, just to kind of, you know, hold up, you know, just so you're not bombarded with them all the time. Um, I'm going to release this one with Jessica Lynn today. It is Saturday. And then I think we're going to release the Russell James one on Monday. I think I'm going to tease that this weekend and release that on Monday. You know, this is, like I tell you, this is a trial and error kind of show. So we're going to figure out what works and figure out what doesn't work. And, you know, mix up some stuff along the way. So for everybody that's listening, thank you so much. Um, Please share and send out this stuff to the world. I greatly appreciate it. Um, If you go to my link tree and you want to Venmo and donate to the show and you know, do that kind of thing. That's greatly appreciated as well. Um, so without further ado, my conversation with the very talented and very lovely Jessica Lynn. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Sorry the schedule got all crazy and mixed up. but That's um, okay. I'm glad I was able to squeeze it in today. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Um, so so tell us what what have you got going on? I know you just re uh, you just released reimagined. Um, yeah. You want to send us through that process and how that all came to be? Sure. So when I lost, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, my world tour this year and last year, it was uh, fourteen countries, a hundred cities. It was my biggest tour yet, and I was so excited. I um, I I knew I had to do something to keep going. And I decided to start live streaming and little did I know that they would become so successful at the height of the pandemic. I had 60,000 to a hundred thousand people a week watching me sit and play in my living room, which still blows my mind. Honestly, wow. I feel like I'm lying when I say that. <laughs> yeah. It just sounds so silly to me. Um, and after months and months of doing that, where I would sit in the living room, kind of play through my tunes, sometimes do a few covers. I was like, you know, I have to figure out some way to make this fresh and exciting every week for everybody that's coming, because there's only so many times I could play the same songs over and over again. (laughs) So I decided um, I play guitar mostly in my live show because it's just easier to travel with, but my main instrument's actually piano. So I had this idea to do a piano bar style live stream once a week where people could request literally anything and I have to try it on the spot and it became very successful and every single week I had you know play somebody to love by queen then play you know uh from the little mermaid then play this and that like literally (laughs) doing everything and anything and then they started requesting my songs in different ways so Roadhouse is like a fast rocker that I have play that sad and slow you know or or the reimagined EP was really born when uh, a fan from Scotland, Scotland actually requested not your woman, which is originally a bluesy rocker of mine um, as an emotional ballad. And when I finished it, everybody in the chat was like, you have to release that. You have to do this. So here we are. I mean, honestly, that's how it was born literally on the spot live in the live stream. And um, we kind of, 
felt out in real time which songs worked and which didn't and which really had an impact. And then I recorded them. And um, it was kind of just a fun side project for me that wound up working out of me. I couldn't believe that it charted so high on the iTunes country charts and all genre charts. And um, it was just so cool, something I really put my heart and soul into. And that was born out of my fans to, to do so well that's that's incredible because you know you don't hear or i haven't heard yet you know of a an artist or a band or whatever doing the live streams that way so that's that's really interesting and really cool that you were able to you know get a release out of it it you know pushed me in ways that i never thought i could be pushed honestly i mean i was singing notes i never knew i could sing you know it's scary you're going for these freddie mercury notes and christina aguilera notes on a whim um and honestly it made me a lot more confident as a musician too because i was learning stuff every single week and trying things i never would have tried and um, I grew a lot this year because of those silly little live streams. Really, they've become a big part of me. We're still doing them every week. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, can anybody just tune in or is it like a pay to play kind of thing? Uh, the Piano Bar live streams are a $5 ticket. Uh, I kept it super affordable just so anybody in any situation during the pandemic could join and uh, every single week. And we do pro audio and video for it. And so it's a really nice experience and uh, tickets are on sale through my website, which is jessicalinmusic.org. And it's amazing. Every week we have people from Denmark, Scotland, England, India, Belgium, uh, Norway, all over the USA. It's, it's been really, really cool. That's awesome. That's and hopefully some of those people will, will tune into this and hear your story. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, so that world tour you were supposed to do, who was supposed to be on that with you? Or was you just out just on me. your own? Yeah, just wow. a headlining tour. Um, so it's all rescheduled for this upcoming summer, May through August. And um, it's expanded now. I think we're up to 16 different countries. So I'm really excited and um, a lot of cool stuff to come this year. So let's, uh, fingers crossed, it all goes ahead as planned. Right. No kidding. That's absolutely incredible. And hope, hopefully you're swinging through the Boston area and we can, uh, we can come see you. I hope so. We're, we're working on rescheduling the USA tour. So that will be additional dates um, to, the, to the European and Middle Eastern tour. Awesome. So now during your time off, and I know you did you know, the reimagined thing, did you write any new things while you were, while you were stuck at home? I did. Um, and not as much as I would have liked to because I was surprisingly so busy um, doing a lot of like live streams and uh, podcasts and interviews and magazine things and photo shoots and video shoots. Um, I never thought that and recording existing music that I never had the chance to before because we were always on the road. So uh, another blessing of the pandemic for me has been a full length record that will come out next year. It was only supposed to be a six song EP that we were going to take on the world tour. And then when everything got canceled, we we're like, you know what, let's make the most of this and let's do my debut record. So we're holding on to that. It's going to come out right before the big tour next year. So some of that music is very new. That's awesome. That's, that's really incredible. Um, so how long have you been, been a, you know, a quote unquote professional musician and doing this as a career? Since I was 13. Um, so a long time, (laughs) 
I um at thirteen I started my first band and we started playing all over Manhattan, every fair, every festival I could do. We did nursing homes, I did children's hospitals, coffee shops. Um and yeah, I was playing all over Manhattan before I was even allowed into the club. So this has really been a lifelong dream of mine. That that's awesome. That's awesome. Now from thirteen to, you know, your first, you know, real big, you know, whether it was a stadium, amphitheater, you know, major show, how much time had gone by? That's an interesting question. I I feel like I've had many kind of really cool opportunities from then. I would say my first real big thing was in 2012. Um, and that was the filming of what would become my first television special. Um, from the time I was 13, I was writing music. It was very much like No Doubt, like rock and roll style. I live in New York, so country music yeah. was never even a thing here, you know, even yeah. though I loved it so much and would listen to it at home. Um, but I'm also a rock and roller at heart. But I um, was writing all that stuff, and it was a, a band of my childhood friends, and they, they, were, they were kids. Oh, you know, the the thing that was difficult was that I always had this very adult mindset that this was my goal. This was my dream. I'm not going to go out on the weekends. I'm going to stay home and practice and write music. And they were kids. So they just didn't have that same mentality. And that band wound up falling apart. And I tried everything to, you know, replace the members and do this and that. And it just never had that same magic that we had. Um, and that band also was very close to a record deal and things like that, that unfortunately fell apart, not from my doing. So, um, when I was about 19, I said, you know what, I really want to do country music. And if anyone's ever going to screw this up for me, I want it to be me only <laughs> again. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I knew I would never let myself down like the other people let me down. So I became Jessica Lynn then, and, um, we decided to film a television special to break me into the business. Um, my dad had the idea. He's like, you know, you're an Italian New Yorker. You're different. Let's do something different. Like, let's try something very out of the box. So we filmed that television special with the cheapest camera crew we could afford. Like I had nothing. I mean, it was all out of pocket. I think it took me like five years to even pay off what I put into that show out of my personal money and um it wound up going nationwide and starting my whole career so it was a that risk that worked it was and this whole business is you take a lot of risks and it doesn't work out a lot of the time or you know and then sometimes it does but if you never take the chance you never know right right absolutely so now with you know all of the success that you've that you've had and that you, the momentum you're building you know what other than the world tour, what is your long-term plan as of now? My long-term plan would be back to operations as usual at the yeah. moment. I mean, it's been really, I built my career being a live artist as an independent artist. I never had the money to put behind PR or marketing. My marketing was getting on tour and shaking hands and, and getting fans by letting them see me live. Um, so for me, losing everything was really difficult and it kind of left me in a very weird spot, which I was able to make the most of through a lot of very hard work, but, uh, I would love to be on the road even more. 
Uh, we have the record coming out, a lot of new music, new music videos, all that type of stuff. And for me, my goal is to always just be bigger and better than the year before in every capacity. That, that's incredible. And, you know, based on your music and everything that you've put into it and, you know, the things that I've heard and I'm sure the peep, everything else, everybody else has heard, you know, you have a very distinct sound and it's a sound that I don't think is heard very often anymore, but it's a sound that I think is coming back. So I think that there's nothing more than, you know, really bright horizons coming for you. Thank you so much. You know, it's I was always very adamant about kind of sticking to what I did. I mean, I had a lot of naysayers. I had a lot of people that said, you know, in Nashville or here, even in New York, you know, oh, you don't sound like anybody else. You know, good luck type of thing. You, If you really want to make it, you have to sound just like this or write just like Miranda Lambert or, you know, and, and for me, it was always like, I know that what I do connects with people because I see it out on the road. I don't need some guy in an office to tell me that this doesn't work. I know it works, you know, right. and I've, I've really, it's been very hard and you have a lot of moments of self doubt, but then when you see it be successful, you have to believe in it. And I think that's the only way to move forward. You know, I really believed in myself and said, I could do this. I know, I know that my music means something to people and, um, and it's honestly, it's the best feeling ever to prove people wrong. That's like my, that's, you know, the gasoline to my uh, fire. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you got to, especially when you're, you know, you know, more or less an independent artist and, you know, kind of doing it, you know, on your own and, you know, grinding out like that. So, you know, I think you're doing a hell of a job. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So I wanted to ask you, what is the country music scene like in New York? Um, so it's becoming bigger and bigger by the day, I would say. Um, for me, I'm a big believer everything happens at the time it's supposed to happen. You meet all the people that you're supposed to meet. Um, due to our low budget, when we filmed that first television special, we had a lot of post-production issues. Um, mm -hmm. It actually took two years to get the show finished because wow. of the team we decided to work with and it was devastating every single day I thought this is this was the biggest waste of money I've ever like this is never going to happen we're never going to finish it we're never going to get our files and after two years it happened and guess what happened in two years all of a sudden the biggest country music festival one of the biggest in the entire country erected right in New York so my show hit the air and I got a call for a few months later to play main stage with Brad Paisley and all these amazing people. And it's so funny because if the show had came out when we had planned it to, none of this would have ever happened for me. It was meant to be delayed. And um, that festival came up and that was called Taste of Country Music Festival. It's still going very strong. And um, that, that was really kind of the start for me at least, of everything in New York, all of a sudden, and this was right as my career was taking off too, because of the delay, all of a sudden you start to see cowboy boots. And then there's this little country club popping up and this country festival and this and that. So um, I think really as of, for me, 2014 or so, it's just been getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. And I ask because, you know, we're in, you know, a similar region of the, of the country where, 
exactly what you said earlier that country music and our area don't I you know never really went hand in hand and you know I ask only because it's for us here in the Boston area it's really been the last 10-15 years where country music has really you know had a staple here and you know I think a lot of that has contributed to the you know, sold out Kenny Chesney Gillette Stadium shows every year for the last, you know, 11, 12 years. Definitely. I think it's also just how the genre is changing and being more inclusive of all different styles of music within country. You know, you have the bro country, the more hip hop influenced country, the more pop influenced country. I mean, kids always thought, I think country music was like, you know, the Alan Jacksons and the Glenn Campbell type of country. And now I think people are seeing that it's so much more, which is, I mean, purists really don't like, but I I think everything evolves in time. And um, I think the way the genre is right now is what's making it so popular. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, and eventually, you know, I'm sure that you know, the genre will will swing itself back to that more traditional sound, or maybe, you know, maybe it'll go a totally different way. But I think that's the beauty of country music, that it's always changing. And country music is really whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so a few more things before, before I let you go here. Um, the band you play with, is it a, is it, is everybody the same all the time? Do you have hired guns? Do they come and go? Or do you have a core uh, group that you always want to play with? Uh, we have had the same core group since 2012, that wow. very first show. Um, so we're actually a family as well. My husband is my lead guitarist. My mom is my background singer. My dad is my bass guitarist. And everyone except for the drummer who's been with us now for two years and he is the perfect fit we've looked for um the whole time but they have all been with me since the very start and we have something very rare and very special and something i think that people really feel when we're on stage um it really they could tell how much we all genuinely care for each other and love each other and um it's it's really a cool thing that is super cool i've never you know it's you don't hear that where, you know, the whole family is part of the part of the show. I think that's absolutely incredible. Thanks. It, it's it's a special thing. I mean, these days you can't even get a four person rock band to stay together for that long. <laughs> right. And there's seven of us that have been through thick and thin together. And um, it, it really it's a it's just it's a special vibe that we have when we perform, I think, because of it. Wow, that's that's so cool. You know, and that's just a testament to you too, you know, like especially the whole, you know, struggles that you hear all the time with bands and artists and everybody getting along and you know, when it's family, you know, you almost have no choice. <laughs> so no matter yeah. what happens, you know, they're not gonna go anywhere. It's true. And you know that they genuinely have your back. This business is so dirty. I mean, yeah. I was just talking to my dad the other day about the amount of people that came into my life in this last year and a half that have truly just done the wrong thing. You know, people that see you're kind of on top of the streaming or whatever that come in and promise you things and say, I'm going to do this for you, or I'm going to help you with this. Not a single one of those people in the last year and a half. And I would say there was over 15 of them had, you know, done anything for me. And I think 
that it's so important, like just even having the band and not just my family. I mean, the other guys, they're just as much family to me, um, knowing that they all have my back and, and they know that I'm going to do whatever it takes to kind of get us through and to keep us moving and to protect them and everything we've worked hard for is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple more things, you know, real quick. Um, do you spend any time in Nashville doing anything or is it, is everything strictly out of New York? I do. I had a publishing deal there. So I was traveling back and forth a lot. I go there to write. I haven't been in a while. Um, obviously no one's really been on the road much, um, but no, it's wonderful. I have so many great co-writers there. I've recorded in Nashville. I've recorded in Belgium. Um, the most recent stuff has been done here in New York. But I, I like to stay local to New York because I feel like it influences a lot of who I am and what I do and my unique sound. So I think it's kind of all a part of the story that's important to stay true to. Yeah, well, that's incredible. Um, now, my last two questions, because I, I know you get a busy day. And I, again, I thank you so much for squeezing me in. My pleasure. Uh, what, is your, what is your boot of choice and what is your whiskey of choice? Oh, okay. So I'm a pretty square person. I am not a big drinker. Like I rarely drink. I know it's, it is the boots and whiskey podcast, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but my husband actually loves whiskey. I mean, I don't not like it, but I'm more of a red wine girl. Um, so I have to answer the question with saying um, the red (laughs) wine whiskey (laughs) Um, and nothing. I'm like a very healthy eater. Like I'm mainly vegan. Um, So I, uh, anything that's like not sweet, like very dry red wine. Um, And so sorry to uh, derail your whiskey. That's all right. right. Well, well, I'm sure if you like red wine, I mean, they have, what is it? Cooper, Cooper and thief. They uh they blend their red wine in whiskey barrels. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's I absolutely didn't know that. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah, have my, to try that. Yeah, my wife swears by it because she she likes both a lot, you know, the red wine and the whiskey flavor, and it's it's actually pretty spot on. Really? Okay, yeah. I'll have to try that then. And yeah. um, I would say my favorite boots have to be. Oh, I have so I have a really nice pair of old Gringos. And I also have a uh, corral boots that are like total fringe. Um, so I don't know. I'd have to say. And then I also have some Betsy Johnson's that are total rhinestone boots. So I don't know. It's hard to nice. pick. It depends. Depends on my mood and the occasion. Yeah, absolutely. You, I, you know, everybody's got a, you know, the perfect ensemble for whatever they're doing. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You know, I know, like I said, I know timing was tight. So again, I'm, I thank you so much for getting you in and uh, getting you on the show and hearing your story. It's absolutely incredible. I can't wait to, you know, continue to watch you grow and see what you do. And, you know, the next big thing, maybe before you head out for your world tour to come back and let us know what's going on and, and where everything is, that would be absolutely great. Thank you so much. I would love that. And I'm so glad we were able to make today work. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. So nice to meet you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Jessica Lynn. Um, Super sweetheart. Um, I thank her so much for her time. Um, We had some things that we had to cancel in the coming weeks here at the Boots and Whiskey podcast. So 
unfortunately, her original date was supposed to be on a date that I've been asked to cover a show, so we had to move her around. And I thank her so much for her flexibility to um, get in on the show as quickly as she did, so that's awesome. I appreciate that so much. Um, and what a great story. Um, it's so nice to hear somebody come out of the pandemic as good if not better than they went into it and if you haven't listened to this reimagined album on spotify or apple or wherever you get your music you gotta go do that because it's actually really nice um you know and it's really fun to listen to the reimagined songs and then listen to the originals or vice versa and see how different they actually are and how how lovely they are lovely well, who the hell am i um i don't say lovely but but they are you know they are they're really nice um, so Jessica, thank you again so much. Um, I can't wait to meet you in person, um, and hopefully have you on the show again soon. Um, for those of you that have missed the announcement, all of the interviews or conversations for season one will be done by December 30th. At that point, we'll have almost about 65 interviews under our belt so thank you so much for that for everybody that's been on the show everybody that's going to be on the show you know thank you all so much um season two will begin recording probably february of next year i say that now could be earlier um but i've got a lot of things that i've been doing so i'm gonna try to keep my give myself a little time off in between and that's why we're gonna slow down these releases so that they can release all the way up until season two starts um again trial and error with this right now um and then when season two starts to record the dates are going to be much more limited it's only going to be a couple of times a month that i'm recording because you know i've been recording most every day and <laughs> and i'll be recording or doing something almost every day until christmas so, you know, but that's the price you pay to get a get something like this off the ground. So I thank you all so much. Um, again, our social medias, go get them. To our partners, thank you so much. And everyone else, have a great weekend. Thanks. And how could I forget, right? For everybody, don't forget to keep your boots on the ground. That whiskey in the glass. Again, have a great weekend. Cheers, everyone.